Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TD Podcast. My name is Tristan. I'm here with my co-host, David. What is going on? What is up? How are you? I'm doing good. Um, You know, it's always a great week when the Cowboys lose, baby. How about them Cowboys? <laughs> always great when they lose to Joshua Dobbs and the Cardinals, especially. Um, So I'm doing fantastic. I don't know about you, but all my homies hate the Cowboys. Yeah, it just shows how like overrated Dak is. My my Trey Lance will be starting by end of the season takes looking real good right now, baby. Um But yeah, what a game. The twenty eight to sixteen loss to the worst team in football. Well, I wouldn't say they're the worst team. I think the Bears are the worst team. That's really kind of looking like that, but uh going into the season everyone thought the Cardinals might actually go 0 and seventeen. Yeah. And um but every game they played in so far, they put up a fight. They have put up a fight without Kyler Murray, who is really showing to be the most expendable quarterback in the league right now. If they can win these games with, with this game, I guess they didn't win multiple. But they can win this game with Joshua Dobbs, <laughs> like Joshua Dobbs, the man who's been a third string on like every team. Yeah, you just got to give people a chance, you know. I mean, you should tank for Caleb Williams, and they're winning out here, beating the Cowboys. If you don't, if Kyler Murray. Right, if Ky- in my opinion, I think Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott are the two most overrated quarterbacks in the NFL. If they're beating the Cowboys without Kyler Murray, why would you keep him after this season? If you can just go into the, if you can win, they they could probably make get the first pick with one win, draft Caleb Williams who looks like a stud, and then beat off and running next year. They'll have Marquise Brown, they'll have Caleb Williams, they'll probably pick a receiver in the draft. They have a pretty okay line. I mean, it's not great. It's not horrible it's not as bad as the Bengals line has been this year or the Patriots line has been this year I mean clearly they beat the Cowboys so it can't be that bad if Joshua Dobbs is the one who's up behind center and he's not not getting creamed like Jimmy Garoppolo's been or like Mac Jones has been their line's still bad don't get me wrong but they they could go into the draft and get themselves a nice little team next year um why would you keep Kyler do you have a reason do you have like a, I don't I can't think of a reason to keep Kyler I think all Kyler's done is underachieve and suck. <laughs> Do you have any, like, if you're the Cardinals, why would you keep Kyler Murray? If I'm the Cardinals, right, I would do a full rebuild. Like, because Buda Baker's been giving them a lot of problems, too, saying how, like, he wants this and that. It's like, you got to trade Kyler, trade Buda, get as much as you can for both of those guys, which isn't much, but other teams we've seen always give more than what people have deserved. So, just rebuild them, stock up on draft picks, and then hit on all your picks on the draft, you know? You got to be able to trust your GM and see how everything goes. But Yeah, I mean, I um, I agree. I think, that, I think that they should try and aim for a quarterback. I mean, I'm, after this whole Mac Jones fiasco, Mac Jones is basically the Grayson Allen of football. You're out here nut-tapping nut everybody, cleaning people pushing people little bitch uh that he is um after the mac jones fiasco i think it's a fiasco with the patriots as our replacement for tom brady um i don't know if finding a quarterback in the draft is even necessary anymore i think there's always ways to trade for them um given unless that person's a 40 year old Aaron Rodgers with a bad calf uh then probably shouldn't trade for him and russell wilson so neither neither market's really doing me 
it's neither market's really helping my take because there's been quarterbacks drafted in the draft that have been disappointing. Some have been good. There's been quarterbacks that have gotten traded for that have been very disappointing. Some have been good. Um, like Russell Wilson got traded, hasn't been good. Aaron Rodgers has uh, Aaron Rodgers got traded, hasn't played. Um, stuff like that. Trey Lance traded, hasn't played. Jimmy Garoppolo traded. No, he didn't get traded. He just signed with the Raiders. Okay, that's different. But I'm trying to think of like. All these quarterbacks that get traded like haven't been doing well either, which is pretty upsetting um, for my take. But I still think that finding a quarterback, unless you can get like an all-time, like definitely not going to suck talent, like uh, Patrick Mahomes in the draft. Because Patrick Mahomes, was everyone knew he was going to be good, even though 14 teams passed on him. Uh, Lamar Jackson, and nobody apparently knew he was going to be good. Every team passed on him twice, except the Ravens. Actually, the Ravens may have still passed on him twice. I don't remember how many picks they had before their last pick that they used on him. So, I don't know. I think they should go into the draft. I think they should rebuild. I think they should definitely go after Caleb Williams. That guy just doesn't look like he's going to... He just he just looks like he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. He's not that... Like, he's not super unique. Where, like, you know, Trevor Lawrence, when he was in the league, he was, like... When he was in college, he was, like, the prospects. I think Caleb Williams is slightly less touted than him uh, coming out of college, but I think that he should definitely be somebody the Cardinals should go after. So, yeah, I agree. They should rebuild, long story short. Also, their coach sucks. Um, I don't care. I know he's his first year. He sucks. Um, better than Cliff, though. Better than Cliff. I'll give him that. Dude, I, you and me are better than Cliff. Like, I don't know what else to tell you there, but there's nothing much to say. Yeah. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury. Thumbs down. Um... Speaking of thumbs down, by the way, I know I didn't want to bump to this next team this quickly, but I have to. What does Kirk Cousins have to do? Nothing. He can't do anything else. He leads the league in passing yards with over 1,000. I think he's 1,075. And touchdowns with nine. He leads the league in both of those things. They're 0-3. It's, it's their defense, man. It's like you can't expect your offense to score like almost 40 points every single game and like expect to win you have to get stops you have to get turnovers you have to create like plays they the vikings look like the old school lions on defense where like they can't stop nobody yeah like how can you let keenan allen catch 18 balls for 215 yards Dude, how can you let Keenan Allen touch the field? That dude's always hurt. And the year I don't have him in fantasy, he's going off. It's frustrating. It's crazy. It's like the Vikings are so bad, they literally saved a head coach's job yeah. for the Chargers. They saved the worst head coaches, my opinion, not the, maybe not the worst, one of the worst head coaches in the league's job. Brandon Staley sucks. He's terrible. He's, he's one bringing analytics to football by going for it every time on fourth down. He sucks. He's lost them so many games. There was a game that he cost them 12 points. They needed two points to win last year. It was two years ago. And he he didn't kick a field goal four times. Four times. He needed three points to win the game. And he's passed. He left 12 out on the field and lost the game. And he had, I don't know how he didn't get fired then. It was his first year in the league. He should have got fired after that game last year against oh, Jacksonville. Twenty-seven oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nothing at halftime in Jacksonville. How do you just like not like kill the clock the whole time? You know. He he pulled a play. He pulled from Kyle Shanahan's Super Bowl book right there. 
Up 28-3. Keep throwing the ball. Give Brady the ball back. We all know what happens when the GOAT gets the ball back too many times. We all know. Now, Trevor Lawrence did it. I'm big on Trevor Lawrence. But back on that Vikings thing, what you said, yeah, their defense, don't nobody look back to uh, our first episode and listen to me talk about the Vikings defense. Nobody do that, please, because, boy, garbage. Absolute garbage. I'm so sick of this Kirk Cousins hate that goes on on the internet. Okay, maybe every once in a while in a primetime game, he'll shit his pants, all right? Maybe. Kirk Cousins can win you a Super Bowl if you get put the right defense behind him. If you put the right defense behind him and he has a Justin Jefferson and he has a good coach, that's another thing you guys forget. Kirk Cousins has never had a good coach. Even on the Redskins. Yeah, or true. the name redacted, which, by the way, that's did you see that lawsuit that they're giving? The, I've heard about it. The, community, it. the Native American community within where that wherever that is in Washington, D.C., is suing the NFL because the per- the logo yeah. was an actual person that their Washington team was honoring. And they said oh, that really? by taking it away, that's actually being more racist because they're not honoring the chief anymore. They're calling that they're saying using him was racist, even though it was an actual real person. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just how people look at things, I guess, nowadays. So my point, my question is, if the community that it was representing wants it to go back to the Redskins, why don't we just bring it back? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But that's not that's not a discussion that we're going to have on this podcast. But Kirk Cousins never had a good coach. He had, what, Mike Shanahan on Vikings. I mean... Mike Zimmer. He had Mike Zimmer on the Vikings, and he had Mike Shanahan on the Redskins, correct? I think so. I believe so. So, I don't think Mike Shanahan's all that. No. Mike Shanahan ruined RG3's career. He really did. He's like, oh, you got a Tory ACL? Oh, go out there. Go play. Go play in that playoff game, you know? Get hurt even more. Ruin your whole You had no shot winning that playoff game anyway. No, everybody knew that. And RG3 was great his rookie season. He looked like he was going to be the next big thing, and then he became nothing but a bum or a bum starter with a bum knee or a backup. Yeah. A solid, decent backup, at least a backup that could manage a game for you. But he wasn't getting wins as a backup either. No. However, he'd be better than Zach Wilson. (laughs) But that's what the Jets should do, though. Because like you said, Kirk can win you games. Why don't the Jets just trade for Kirk Cousins with tr- great defense? And then Garrett Wilson's not Justin Jefferson. He's not even close yet. But he has great superstar potential. You get him. They have Cobb. They have Brees Hall, which I don't know why the Jets are not running the ball with Brees Hall. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> In week one, he's been a stud. But now he's, like, sucking, you know, like only getting 10 carries. Yeah. Like, that's nothing. They're not running with him. Or Dalvin Cook. No, there's, there's, there's behind so much they have to throw, and the kid on the on the behind the, uh, under center can't throw the ball. Yeah, he's getting booed off the field by his own teammates. Yeah, you know these tickets ain't cheap, Zach. These tickets ain't cheap. Dude, what a dude! That was the funniest video I've seen all week. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins can win you games. He can win you a Super Bowl winning quarterback if you surround him with the right stuff. That being said, you put him on the Jets, they're a Super Bowl contender again. I wouldn't go that far because the they have Je- the best defense in the league or top four defense in the league. I think they're a little bit overrated. Their defense, they have a top defense in the league. Whether it's top four, top ten, top fifteen, they have a top fifteen. We'll put it in that bracket. I don't know. It's pro. It's not. It's closer to ten than fifteen. It's probably a little closer to six or seven or eight. But they have a top fifteen defense in the league. They have 
a weapon. <laughs> they have at least one weapon. Maybe Lazard's a weapon. Um, they definitely have one with Garrett Wilson. They have, they'll have they have a quarterback in Kirk Cousins who will always throw for three touchdowns. But they don't have a line. And then their defense also lost morale towards their head coach after his comment that he made about them. So that's not a good outlook on them. Well, their head coach is a moron. Well, he, yes. I, I thought he would have got fired last year, but that defense really saved his job. So for him to say those comments about him is like not good at all. But what I think they should do, though, is like because their defense is solid. They got Jermaine Johnson. They have Quinn Williams, C.J. Mosley. They have D.J. Reader, and you also have Sauce. And, and they then, have the other Williams brother, don't they? Yeah. So... Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I mean, I like him. A little bit overrated. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? He's young. He's a young corner. But so far this season, I think Christian Gonzalez has been a better corner than Sauce Gardner. Yeah, because sophomore slump. But Christian Gonzalez has, like, he's basically just trying to prove himself, you know, play hard and do all that. Like, I feel like Sauce feels like he's proved himself and he's just not trying to get anybody on him. It's like... Another thing, I think Joey Porter Jr. should be starting a lot more snaps because every time he's on the field, he's making plays. Yeah, that's true. But I also think that it's hard for Sauce Gardner to get up and play for Robert Sala. Yeah, that too. And it's also it's also hard to pad your stats when like nobody's throwing the ball towards you because they know how good you are. It's like Jahir Alexander on the Packers, you know? Nobody really talks about him because he can't make plays if nobody's throwing the ball towards him. I think the cornerbacks with the least... On their rep- on their resume are super impressive. Yeah, like Darrell Revis was he, but the problem with Darrell Revis was he was impressive even though he did he didn't get a lot of interceptions. Yeah, because nobody threw at him. No, but he still got he still showed up on the stat sheet because he was so damn good. He had yeah. breakups and whatever. Like sometimes they have to go to him because they need their big receivers in the yeah. big times. But Darrell Revis, what a he's he's top three cornerback of all time. That man, he he Revis Island. Yeah, but Sauce Gardner, I think. I mean, I I feel like Mac Jones threw at him. I mean, we only scored 15 points, so I guess maybe he did do a good job. But like, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I just don't fear Sauce Gardner like I fear Jair, Jair Alexander or like I fear Jalen Ramsey. Even though Jalen Ramsey got torched in that Super Bowl, I still he still has a, a connotation to him that I kind of fear. Like I fear Tre'Davious White. I don't I don't want to throw at Tre'Davious White. I don't want to throw at Trevon Diggs, even though I think Trevon Diggs he's unfortunately hurt, so that's all coming up. Patriots, baby. But um he I know he's a little people say he's the most overrated corner in the league. He might be. But I still something about Trevon Diggs, I I fear him. You know what I mean? I don't really fear Sauce Gardner yet. Well, it's crazy because it's like I'm glad that you brought up Diggs because I'm the same way. I feel like Diggs isn't that good as people say he is but like in that game against the Cardinals that just happened where they lost he got hurt at practice and he couldn't be out there and contribute like last year like he what last year he led the league I think in interceptions or like the year before that like what 11 or 12 it's like he's an impactful player like didn't didn't sauce drop like that Pick six against the Patriots or something, or was that the game before? Like he's if, definitely he definitely dropped a pick this year. Yeah, it's like if that was to Trayvon Diggs, he would have took it to the house because like Diggs is like a playmaker. He like if the ball's up there, he's gonna pick it. He's gonna bring it back to the house. He's gonna get the team back in the game. He's gonna do his thing. Where Sauce will just be all over you 
like wing sauce at Buffalo Wild Wings and <laughs> you won't be open. That's what he does. So in the matter of like playmaking, Diggs is better. But in the matter of coverage, Sauce is better. That's how it is. But Diggs is more impactful. Like, yeah, because you have Parsons rushing the quarterback, getting pressure. So the quarterback's going to have to force it. And that's how you're going to get your stats. Where is for the Jets defense. They seems like they get no pressure and they're not going to throw it to a guy that's covered in sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. I just feel like I feel like Diggs gets, does get thrown at a little bit more than. Well, the guy's always open. Too. You do a pump fake and he bites on the jump. Yeah, that's true. Like, wasn't he the one guarding Kendrick? Remember the Macro's rookie year? The Cowboys scored a touchdown, and then the next play, the first play of the next drive, Mac Jones threw a 70-yard touchdown to Kendrick Bourne over the middle. Was was Diggs on Bourne on that play? Yeah, Diggs yeah. was on Bourne. He always gives up the big play, but when it need, when he needs a stop, he's always there. That's why I feared Diggs, because when you need a touchdown, he's always there lurking. But anyway, that being said, put some respect on Kirk Cousins' name, long story short. All right. We got to talk about it. Let's talk about it. 70 points? 70 points. 70 points. Like, what a way to just flex on the Broncos for Mike McDaniel. And not stopping either. And their former ball boy or water boy or ball, both, whatever, yeah. just a nothing guy. Or you applied and they didn't get, didn't get it or something like that. And to just come in and be like, all right, you're dead. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like that Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. The Broncos came in, looked at Mike McDaniel, and they go, I'm in danger. Like, they just got steamrolled. They got crushed. How do you not bench Russell Wilson in that game? Well, I don't think Russell Wilson was even the problem. Russell Wilson's not playing defense and getting 70 dropped on his head. They scored 20 points, which is still not enough. Dude, zero field goals. Seven touch, uh, Ten touchdowns. Ten touchdowns. I understand, like, it's like Russell Wilson doesn't play defense, which obviously the defense has to tighten up. I don't know how you can go from, like, a top 10 defense last year to absolutely getting destroyed, giving up 70 points. But you got to score. It's like, I know it's Sean Payton's first year on the Broncos and, like, back with him, but he. He definitely got to like make a move or something because I know I know they just can't release Russell Wilson because like his contract or whatever. I think that happens next year or whatever. But so far, like Russell Wilson hasn't been doing anything for the season. It's like if a team should tank to get Caleb Williams, I think it should be the Broncos. They're not going nowhere. They're not doing anything. Also, he's under contract until twenty twenty eight. It says here. I think they gave him an extension, didn't they? I have no idea. I just know that they gave him, like, a ridiculous contract. It says here. That's almost as bad as the Sean Watsons. It says under right here he is under contract for seven years for a total of $296 million. If that, that's the case. That's wild. Dummies. That's the case. My So he threw for 306, one touchdown, one pick. Was there an 89? Was it an 88? An 83.9 quarterback rating. Passer rating. Whatever, however you say it. Passer rating, rating, quarterback rating. means the same thing. 83.9 ain't going to cut it in this league it's when you're not. Russell Wilson. The 306? Okay. You can't throw for 306 and only one touchdown. However, 
when they were down by 9 million points, he was probably like, all right, screw this. I'm done. I'm not getting hurt. Dude, you give up 70 points. What has been Sean Payton's specialty throughout his whole career? Defense. His whole career, it's been defense. The Broncos brought him in to get Russell Wilson some defense because, and to get Russell Wilson to get his head out of his ass. Mr. Unlimited. Go screw yourself, buddy. All right, Broncos country, let's die. Apparently, because you guys got struck, you guys got rocked. They um, suck. They suck. They absolutely came in suck. Last year, Russell Wilson said nobody could contact him immediately, uh, directly. They had to go through his agent and get to him. And they go. He had his own office. There's a bunch of bullshit that he was doing last year that was so annoying. And Trump Payton came in and said, "Fuck this, we're done. Like yeah. we're done with that. You're you're focused on playing quarterback for this team, and I'm focused on coaching you." And then he comes in to do that, and he comes in to bring a good defense. And you got 70 points dropped on your head? It's, Dude! It's bad. That's embarrassing. That's, like, embarrassing. And the fact is that this week coming up for week four, they're going up against the Bears. Like, who wants to watch that game? That Dude, not even Broncos fans care anymore. Yeah. You can't come in. Broncos fans were so hyped for the season. And you start off 0-3, your season's basically over. Your season's over. You're in the Chiefs division. You're yeah. in the Chiefs division. You're done. And you're in a stacked AFC conference. So it's not like you can get a, like a wild card spot. You know what I mean? You're done. Like, the, you can't start off on three in a division you're in with the Chiefs. You can't. It's over. It's really over. You play the Chiefs twice. They haven't even played them yet, I don't think. <laughs> no. You play them twice. You're going to go all... If, if you played them, tech, hypothetically speaking, you played them back-to-back weeks this week and next week, you would start 0-5. Yeah, basically. So you're you're guaranteed five losses now, pretty much, unless you somehow turn it around and upset them. You can't, Sean Payton. You can't do that. This is why people think you're overrated. One Super Bowl with Drew Brees, one Super Bowl appearance with Drew Brees. I don't care about the Roby Coleman, whatever. That that was a bad call, but you still had a chance in overtime to win it, and you turn it over. You have one Super Bowl appearance. You're supposed to be one of the greatest coaches of all time, and you. And one of the greatest defensive coaches of all time. And you get 70 points dropped in your head by a guy that I used to think sucked. But no, Tua is insane. Tua's a baller. Tyree Kill's a baller. Raheem Mostert's a baller. They did all that without Jalen Waddle, who is also a baller. Dolphins are winning the Super Bowl this season. That's still a reach, in my opinion. I think they're Assuming peaking. they stay healthy. They're peaking so early. They can't keep that hype up. Because... Well, there, if if scoring seventy points, right? How do you top that? How do you top that? You go out and win the Super Bowl at the end of the year. Yeah, but like you gotta get week after week after week. Like they're gonna have to face the Chiefs in the playoffs. They're gonna have to face like I would say the Bengals. But Joe Burrow's been playing like you know, like the opposite of Joe Burrow. Hey, don't give it. Don't don't hate on Joe Burrow. He played hurt last week. Yeah, still, but. He got me the win when I needed. He's been hurt all year, really. He's really been hurt all year. He's been hurt in the offseason. They should have rested him for week one. But that just shows that the Bengals are so in on Joe Burrow because he's the whole team. It's like when he's not out there, they can't run the ball. They can't get stops on defense. Like, nobody can make plays without Joe Burrow. It's like Chase needs the ball from Burrow. Like, they just signed A.J. McCarron. A.J. McCarron's not going to get Jamar Chase the ball. He's not because he, that guy can't throw. <laughs> AJ McCarron sucks. Uh, AJ McCarron's horrible. Why is he still hanging around? I but they need somebody, I guess. But it's just like even like Joe Burrow when he was against the Rams, like the Rams should have won that game. 
Like, Joe Burrow was throwing the ball, like, to the sideline. Like, might as well throw it into the stands the way he was throwing the ball. It's like no wind or nothing. He couldn't he couldn't throw accurately. Like, yeah, I get he was hurt. But if he's hurt with his leg, why is 53%? Like, why is he throwing 53 times and they're all dropbacks? Run the ball with Joe Mixon. You know, they have Joe Mixon. He's not like a bum running back. You know, he's a bum yeah, average guy. offensive line. It must be their line. Their their line has to suck. Like, if you watched Joe Burrow still getting pressured, that they upgraded their line two years in a row. The year that they had the bad line, the worst line in football, they made it to the Super Bowl. The years they upgraded their line, it's still bad, and then he's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the problem is, but I, I would love Joe Burrow to step up because my Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen take, meaning Josh Allen's three, not two. Not that Josh Allen's bad, but it's not looking great this season because Josh Allen had a horrible first game, and I was like, here we go, baby. Joe Burrow's better than Josh Allen. Shut me up. Not shut me up because I never said he sucked because I like Josh Allen, but he's really turned it around the last two games. Hey, I said no turnovers last week, and he didn't turn it over. No. I changed it to a fumble afterwards, but he didn't turn the ball over. So no, that's two weeks Sam in a row. Howell threw like four picks. Dude, right after we said Sam Howell was so good, <laughs> yeah. Sam Howell was like, all right, time to suck now. Yeah. That yeah. was that was bad. My Sam, my original Sam Howell take coming to light here. But again, weekly podcast update our takes weekly. If Sam Howell comes out and has a great week this week. We're gonna go back to saying he doesn't suck because he didn't. He did. He sucked last week. He well, did. everybody can have a bad game. You know what happens? It, it does. Yeah, four picks is crazy. I mean, Josh Allen threw three week one, so I guess, I guess maybe not. Didn't Nathan Peterman throw five? Nathan Peterman blows, but didn't Nathan Peterman throw five one game? Yeah, he threw four in one. I think one half. I think Roethlisberger threw four in a game once too. He, he threw four or five, and they still ended up winning the game. Yeah, I that's believe. Crazy. Um. So basically, yeah, like. I, they have to go up against the Bengals, but I think the Dolphins are going to... I think the Dolphins are just... I was going to say, when you said they're peaking too early, I was going to say, yeah, so did the 2017... Uh, 2017. Two, so did the 2007 Patriots, but then I remembered, yeah, they did peak too early because they didn't fucking win the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. whatever. You know, it's whatever. Like, But they're definitely not going I'm not salty. I'm not salty about the 2007 Super Bowl loss or anything. Like, I'm not still pissed. Mm-hmm. Go G-Men. Oh, screw off with that. Eli Manning's the most overrated quarterback of all time. He's so lucky he has two Super Bowls, but he got carried to by his defense and lack of tackling from the Patriots and Wes Welker's stone hands. He's so lucky. Um. Anyways, yeah, Dol- Dolphins Super Bowl. Dolphins Niners Super Bowl this year. I just don't see the Dolphins making it to the Super Bowl. I don't. We'll I can't see. see it. We will see. We will see. I don't trust Tua. I don't trust Tua. I just don't think it's going to be the Chiefs again this year. I think it's going to be like the Patriots. Every other year, the Chiefs will make it. The Chiefs just, I don't know, the Chiefs didn't look great last game. But you nobody would know the Chiefs looked great last game because of the annoying Taylor Swift garbage that we're not going to talk about. So, so at first, I was like, this is kind of cool. At first, and then I started seeing Taylor Swift in all of my sports media on Instagram. Yeah. Like I do, I follow a lot of sports news. Mm-hmm. And like 90% of it was Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh my God, I understand. She was at a freaking football game. How come whenever any other celebrity goes to a football game for their for their quote-unquote rumored cele- uh, rumored cele- uh, significant other, they don't get shown all the time? Why is it just her? Like, I get it. I get it. I understand it's not Taylor Swift's fault. I understand, and I understand people love her, and I understand she's talented. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I did care for like four seconds. Four seconds, the first time you showed her, that's pretty neat. She's there. That's cool. She's chest bumping his mom, whatever. That's cool. 
after I've had to see it the whole week on Instagram, instead of like actually talking about the sports that I want to talk about and seeing the sports that I want talked about. All right, give me my sports back. Can I just can we just talk about sports? Like I don't care who was at the games. I don't care. I don't care if the dead every dead pope ever was at the football game last night. I don't care. I want to know about the football game. It's crazy how like the Dolphins score seventy points. And everybody talks about Taylor Swift being at a football game. The, the Dolphins almost broke the scoring record, and they're like, oh, they, Taylor Swift. They, they could have. They could have, but he didn't want to kick a field goal. I, I kind of respect it. That's at the that way point, to do it. At that point, I would have kicked the field goal. Screw it. I'm That's, going for the record. That was classy, though. That was classy. Like, okay, the Broncos screwed me way back in the day. I'm going to beat him by 70 and have a chance to go for the record, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a little bit of mercy. Nah, I would have kicked the field goal. Screw them. Biggest, the biggest sports story of the week was Taylor Swift going to the Chiefs game. Not... The Dolphins scoring seven yeah, touchdowns, which is which is bad. And like what? Yesterday I got a notification that Taylor Swift will be attending the Jets game. Yeah. It's like I don't care. Well, okay, that game that game kind of makes sense because I don't care about the Chiefs Jets game. So at least at least she's attending a game where they're definitely gonna win, well, and nobody cares about week, the Jets. That was last week against the Bears. Who the hell thought the Bears were gonna beat the Chiefs? Dude, Justin Fields sucks. He's he's so good in fantasy though. <laughs> Usually, because he's running, but he hasn't run this year much. Yeah, I don't know why. I have I have no idea why he's not running the ball. But anyway, that's all we're gonna say about that. Is just give me my like, I, cool. I get it. You Taylor Swift fans, cool. She's great. She's great. She's iconic. But like, just give me my sports. Don't that's don't what? just can she just not be the lead headline in sports too? Like, can I just have my sports stories? My juicy sports stories. I heard nothing about the Cardinals beating the Cowboys because of her. I heard nothing about the seventy points. I heard nothing about the Patriots sucking complete ass and barely beating the Jets. I've heard nothing. I just like just give me my sports headlines. That's all I want. That's all I want is my sports headlines. Like it, anyway, speaking of running fast, like Justin Fields isn't doing this year. Let's talk about the thing you sent me on Facebook. That Tyreek Hill news. Yeah, that was crazy. This might be the funniest thing I've read all year. Oh, uh, I have it? to pull up the post. Hang on, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. It's funny. I laughed so hard when you sent this to me, and I wasn't expecting it. Um, it was in an interview. Oh yeah, by the way, I pulled up the stats: ten seventy-five and nine touchdowns, both leads the league for Kirk Cousins. Um, it's here. It is. Oops, wrong person. He was on the. It was during a Twitch stream. <laughs> I didn't even read that part. <laughs> it was during a Twitch stream with Mike Evans. <laughs> he goes, he goes. When I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star. Very serious. Cyrie <laughs> <laughs> kills so messed up, dude. To be for real, to be so for real with you, if he wasn't as good as he was, he wouldn't even be in the league because he beats his, he, like an idiot beats women, which is not cool. That being said, that's hilarious. I don't care. I mean, I I do care that he that he's a shitty dude, but like, that's funny. Like, why would you ever say that to like, a tw- on a Twitch stream out of all places? Dude, I want to, I wish I could, f- I want to find that Twitch stream and see how Mike Evans reacted. Mike Evans had to be like, bruh, yeah. pause. <laughs> no, I don't know. Mike Evans seems like a chill dude, though. Like, Mike Evans, if you're listening, you know, I'm going actually to the Bucks and Lions game week six, you know, with them creamsicles. You should hit me up. Yo, Mike, <laughs> can you send us some merch? Yeah. <laughs> send us some merch, hop on the pod. Yeah, do your thing, Come you know? to New England and play for the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Uh, 
Yeah, no, for real though. All love to Mike Evans. I drafted him late mm-hmm. in fantasy. I was gonna draft him higher, but he kept dropping and dropping and dropping mm-hmm. on my league. I said I'm gonna just stack receiver up and then grab Mike Evans at wide receiver three, and I did. And bro, you have come through for me, my man. I love you. Mm-hmm. You are the man. Um, but yeah, no, I just wanted to. Huh. What a weirdo. <laughs> what like I don't know, man. Not Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> Uh, anyway, you can be weird when you're when you run like ninety miles an hour. Like, yeah, he's so fast. He's thirty three and still so fast. The Dolphins are such a fast, fast football team, which is why I think they're going to be having an advantage in the playoffs because they're so fast. They just got to be able to stay healthy, though. You know, Tyreek Hill never gets hurt, so we'll no, see. No, he he usually doesn't because that guy's like built like a tank. He's not even small either. That guy's like he's solid. F- he's five eight and like. 400 pounds of muscle. Yeah, he's insane. But there's a Blue Jay outside. I just, like, I saw it out of the corner of my eye. I, had, I got distracted. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. Anyways. All right, well, that is that is segment one. That is our recapping the week. Took us a little longer than it normally does, but a lot happened this week. And we're going to move on to our second segment here. Um, I didn't... This was harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, we're going to go on to our, our running back rankings of all time that we talked we hinted at last time. Um, this list could be revised once I put a little bit. I, I had to think about it even more. I thought about it a little bit. And I have a list that I do like. I have a couple of honorable mentions on it. By a couple, I mean seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do like this list. and I am, I am going to stick with it. I did want to let you know I put guys that I got to see play a little bit higher, but I also do agree with it whether I saw them play or not. I do agree with where I have those people. I also left some people out for lack of longevity, but respect the dominance they had when they were playing. Um, But this was a lot harder than I thought it was because there were a lot of good running backs, and there were a lot of running backs that I think were a little bit overrated that I still have kind of high. <coughs> Smith, <coughs> sorry, I saw it clear my throat. Um, uh, I have a guy at one that a lot of people should have at one, in my opinion. Um, but do you want to go first with this, or should we go? Let's go. Let's go ten to one. Ten to one. Yeah. And so, you want to each give like every yeah. So I'll go. You want to give your ten first, and then I go give my ten, or you want me to give my ten first? So I want to start with my honorable mentions either way. Do you have any honorable mentions in yours or no? Um, no, not really. All right, you just went 10. You said yeah. screw the rest of them. Okay. Cool. I have seven honorable mentions. That doesn't mean that all seven should be in the top 10. I just wanted to mention these guys' names because I know one of the guys on this list isn't top 10, even though I love him. That's the bus, Jerome Bettis. I don't think he's top 10, but I do love Jerome Bettis for what he did. Um, but my other honorable mentions are Bo Jackson, Tony Dorsett, Terrell Davis, Curtis Martin, and Gale Sayers. Sorry, I only had six. I don't know why. I moved one of them into the top ten. Um, Curtis Martin ended up it was a lot better than I had thought he was originally. I looked at his numbers. He's definitely a lot better than people give him credit for. Still not top ten, in my opinion. But definitely, definitely up there. Um, so those are my honorable mentions. Do you want me to start and give my list, or do you want to go and give your list? Uh, you can start and give your list. Okay. At number 10, I just realized I think I have have two Bills on here. Two Bills. I have two Buffalo Bills on here. Thurman Thomas at number 10. 
That's interesting. I don't have any reasonings. I'm not going to give an explanation about why I have each guy where I do, except until I get to the top five, probably. That makes sense. I'm just, I just, uh, I didn't really watch Thurman Thomas play much. I just, you know, it's Thurman Thomas. Yeah, some of these guys I'm going based off stats. I just wasn't old enough to watch them play live. I'm going off highlights and stats. And highlights are obviously always going to show the good moments, never the bad, because they're highlights, not lowlights. Um, but that brings me to the next guy, number nine, Rams, Eric Dickerson. You know, I feel like Eric Dickerson's on a lot of people's top tens. I feel like these, these aren't hot takes so far. Thurman Thomas, Eric Dickerson are... Dickerson. I said Dickinson, sorry. Eric Dickerson are uh, usually on those lists pretty indisputably. Along with this next guy, which now we're just talking football. We're just talking football. Okay? Based on football alone, OJ Simpson is a top 10 running back of all time. I think he was on the NFL's 100 list. 100th anniversary list, I believe. I'm not 100% sure on that. He was, because I remember Chris, he brought up and Chris Collinsworth said, we're not going to discuss the elephant. Here's a guy who's we're not going to discuss the elephant in the room with, but he was a great, so, you know, I, I, I'm the same way. We're not going to talk about what he very obviously did do um, or what he didn't do, whatever. I'm not the legal system, how flawed, <laughs> however flawed it may be. I'm not the legal system. I'm not here to give a judgment on anything. All I'm here to do is talk about football. And based on football, he's a top 10 running back of all time. And I have him at 8 in this list. Now, this is where I want to get some shit. Especially from the old heads. Number 7, I have Jim Brown. Every list I've read, Jim Brown's in the top 3. Not my list. Didn't Obviously, didn't see him play. I'm 24 years old. Did not see him play. Don't need to. Number 7, Jim Brown. Okay, I, it was. I just... He was like a nine-time first-team All-Pro, but who was he running against? I don't know. That's all I'm saying. Different eras, less less talent. There just weren't they weren't the same amount of guys that were as good as him then. Just like in baseball, there weren't there weren't not everyone was Babe Ruth. No, it's like just like Babe Ruth was so much better than most people. Lou Gehrig was. was so much better than most people around the time. There were a few more. There were like there were still a few running backs then that were very good, but Jim Brown was by far the best of them. He's seven based on the era. Now, number six, another one I'm probably going to get shit on for the for the old heads. Um, I got Emmett Smith. Dude just played forever. He, really was not, he was not a bum. He's still a top running back of all time. But he played so long to get those those numbers. Like, he, some of those people got those numbers quicker than he did. I mean, he, he just played so long. It's like Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio got 3,000 hits in baseball. He played 23 seasons to get it, or 22 seasons to get it. Which, again, if you get 3,000 hits, you get 3,000 hits. That's a milestone that you're shooting for. I get that. I understand. I understand the milestones that Emmett Smith was shooting for. But the longer you play, the less productive that means you were to get to that, in my opinion. So Emmett Smith is six, right in the right kind of in the middle here. He's definitely a top 10 running back. Some people have him higher. I will keep him at six. I'm not moving him. I'm not moving him in higher because the top five I have I'm pretty solid on that this is the top five in my opinion and this guy I will fight for to the death I will fight for this next guy I will die on his hill fifth best running back of all time in my opinion again opinions here Marshall Falk Marshall Falk was the first real running back that was shaped for today's current game he was the Christian McCaffrey before Christian McCaffrey, and even better. He was Christian McCaffrey, but better, before Christian McCaffrey's existed. 
He was elite in the run game. He was elite in the pass game. It's just a shame that team only won one Super Bowl because of Tom freaking Brady, baby. But Marshall Falk needs some more respect. If, in my opinion, if anyone, if you don't have him in the top five, that means you just need to go back and look at look at his numbers, look at his highlights, go back and watch him play, watch full games. All of his full games are on YouTube. This is a guy that I actually didn't watch play live. I did watch play live, but I was very young. But I have watched enough. I've gone back and watched enough full games from those Rams teams because I like Marshall Falk so much. I'm sticking firm. I'm very confident with having Marshall Falk at five. As well as I am have... Uh, am as ha- wow that was not English. I'm also confident with my next pick here at four, LT baby, not Lawrence Taylor, Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson at four. We're not gonna re- we're not gonna talk about his Jets season. That was that was Irrelevant. that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Just like Emma Smith on the Cardinals. No, just like Emma Smith on the Cardinals, which I completely forgot about until you mentioned it. Mm. Like I said to start this segment. I do favor guys that I've seen play. That being said, whether I saw them play or not, I still think Marshall Falk, who I did see play, but it was very young. I still think Marshall Falk, LT, and the guy after LT are top five running backs, regardless of whether it's because I saw him play or not. It's not my seeing them play bias. But Daniel Thomas is my favorite running back of all time. Um, I used to like the Chargers as a second team growing up. But Daniel Thomason, I saw pretty high on some lists i saw him at five on like three other lists after i made my lists in my head so my top five has always been these five guys it was the six through ten that was hard for me to pick because that's so interchangeable there um but danny thomason was one of the most dominant running backs i've ever seen he was so dominant for not even not, not too short of a time where it's like not terrell davis short but not too long where it becomes oversaturated with seasons and games played and just more him being successful because of more reps. He was so dominant with the Chargers. So, yeah, LaDainian Thomason at four. Speaking of dominant and guys I saw play, I almost put this guy at one. I'm just going to be honest. I almost put this guy at number one or two. I slid him to three because it's hard to put the, the guys I have at one and two, it's hard to slide them down. Number three is Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is the most dominant running back I've ever seen with my eyes. Until maybe Christian McCaffrey this these last few seasons. Because Christian McCaffrey is so good. But Adrian Peterson is the most dominant running back I have ever seen play with my eyeballs. Last non-quarterback to win an MVP. He just he was the he was the Vikings for so long. He was the Vikings for so long. Like, I don't even I can't even name was he wasn't there with I don't even know who their quarterback was. When he was there, I I like couldn't I couldn't tell you like they had a couple different ones. They had like Christian Ponder. They had Randall Cunningham. Well, they had I, Sam Bradford a little bit. Sam Brad. I think he played with um what's his face um Hackenberg or someone like that. He had thirteen different quarterbacks in his career. Let's look them all up right now. Two thousand seven, he had Travis Jackson. He had Kelly Holcomb, Brooks Bollinger, Gus Farratt. Brett, Brett Favre, Favre, Joe Webb, Donovan McNabb, Christian Ponder, Matt Castle, Josh Freeman, Teddy Bridgewater, and then in 2016, he had Sean Hill and Sam Bradford. That's his Viking quarterbacks. Gross, first of all. <laughs> he was the Vikings for so long. If he was on like a better team, they'd, he'd win. He would have won something. But that's what we were talking about last time, is just having a running back isn't good enough. Even if it's Adrian Peterson. 
Speaking of just saying their running back isn't good enough, the 1985 Chicago Bears had Walter Payton. They didn't win just because of Walter Payton. No, that defense was crazy. But Walter Payton is my second greatest running back of all time. He's number two. Which I think you guys know who one is now. And the one is the only correct answer. I don't care. Now, I know that might, this might seem inconsistent because of what I said about Calvin Johnson and Antonio Brown the other day when I think Antonio Brown is better because he is. Um, he's better than Calvin Johnson, not because he, they had the same amount of seasons and Antonio Brown was better in every number, including all pros. Calvin Johnson didn't play very long because he played for the crappy Lions. Now, I know that usually I don't reward guys who don't play very long, but when that guy is Barry freaking Sanders, can you blame me? How is... I don't, I don't care about Emmett Smith's numbers. If you can logically tell me that Barry Sanders is not the most dominant running back of all time, if you can logically tell me that, I'll change my list right now, but nobody can logically tell me that. He is the most dominant running back in the history of the sport. He didn't play long because he played for the garbage Lions and he, wanted to, he didn't want to keep getting murdered on offense while he was running. He just wanted to end his career healthy, and um, I don't blame him for that. Barry Sanders is the best running back of all time. So long story short, that's my top ten. Sanders, Walter Payton, Peterson, LT, Falk, Emmett Smith, Jim Brown, OJ Simpson, Eric Dickerson, and Thurman Thomas. That's my list. You have the floor. Wow, what an what an interesting list. I'm sticking to it. That's I'm sticking to it. Come at me on Instagram. You got you got some pretty interesting names on that list, I can't lie. But so my top 10 list is kind of like crazy. So at number 10, and he's only 10, Jerome Bennis. I okay. believe... I knew there was going to be a Steeler bias on there somewhere. I, I believe Jerome Bennis is a top 10 running back because he was just so dominant. Even when he played with the Rams, he was just him, you know? That being said, another big guy I'm going to put at number 9 is Marshawn Lynch. Damn. Beast mode. I don't I don't care who you have on defense. Marshawn Lynch would probably break a lot of tackles and a lot of angles. Like that guy was unstoppable. Like the fact that, you know, you don't run the ball on second and goal in the Super Bowl at the one yard line is kind of crazy to me, but Malcolm Butler at the goal line, baby. <laughs> the the fact that people still bring up that play, though, like just shows like, all right, everybody knows if Marshawn gets the ball, he's scoring. Like that's not even like something like to debate or argue or whatever. Like everybody knew he was going to score. So that's why he's at nine for me. Everyone knew he was going to score except Pete Carroll. Sorry, keep going. At eight, I have Frank Gore. Damn, this dude is like, these are hot takes. Frank Gore, for the longevity that he played, I think Frank Gore is a better running back than Emmett Smith, in my opinion. Damn, I mean, they both played for in, 9 million years. In my opinion. Obviously, Frank Gore doesn't have the same exact stats as Emmett Smith because he didn't have the greatest offensive line his whole career until like a little bit of part of it for Smith, but... Yeah, I will stick behind that take that Frank Gore is a better running back than Emmett Smith. But obviously stats don't show it, but it's not all about stats all the time. But yeah, that's why he's at eight for me. Now at Wild. 
Now at seven, it gets a little tricky because a lot of these names you can like put above other ones and stuff like that. But at seven, I'm going to go Eric Dickerson because I just believe like seven is just a good number for Dickerson because he's not really talked about a lot, but he was very dominant when he was on the field. He did his thing and, you know, he's just Eric Dickerson, you know, nobody gives him the respect that he deserves. And I feel like he's earned it. Now at number six, I'm putting LT. I'm putting LT outside of the top five just because I feel like he could have did more. I feel like he could have did more, but I know he was on the Chargers. And for a long time, he was the Chargers identity. I don't care if Phillip Rivers is the quarterback when Antonio Gates, I don't care. Like, LT was the Chargers. And he had that great season where he had, like, the most, like, touchdowns or something. But he's just missing the top five for me. Because at five, I have Emmitt Smith. I do have Emmitt Smith. I know I I just gave Emmitt Smith, uh, you know, all that trash. But, you know, Emmitt Smith undeniably is a good running back. I think Frank Gore is better, but I'm not going to put Frank Gore at five. No, because Emmett Smith, when he was on the field, he did his thing. He got the yardage. You know, it's not easy to be a running back in the NFL nowadays. But even back then, it was harder. But I will give Emmett Smith the respect he deserves, so I'm going to put him at five. Okay, that's an interesting take. That's an interesting take. I mean, it's one off from where I had him, so I guess it's not that interesting, but... Now at four, that's where I have Marshall Falk. Oh, let's go. I have Marshall Falk at four because he was the greatest show on turf. It was not because it was um, Kurt Warner. It was not because of Torrey Holt. It was because Marshall Falk was on the field. He was the greatest show on turf. I don't, I don't, care. I don't even care if Marshall Falk was like on the worst team at the time. I would have still tuned in to watch him play. He, so. was, he was the most exciting running back of the time, and he might be the most exciting running back ever, honestly. Like, I love Marshall Falk. Good spot. You have him one above me, and I thought I put him high, so that's good. No, I like he's, the respect. He, he's, easily, he's easily four. Now at three is Adrian Peterson. Okay. He, yep. he is. Like, the fact that he is the last non-quarterback to win an NFL MVP is crazy to me. That is that is crazy, because you don't even see that nowadays. Like nobody talks about other position players. It's just quarterbacks now that they talk about. The fact, the fact that he came off a torn ACL the year before, and he didn't just win the comeback player of the year. He won the NFL MVP. You know how hard that is to do. Like, uh, yeah, I I'm not in the NFL. Yeah. I couldn't do it. <laughs> to come off an injury though, like you see some guys like tear the ACL and they're never the same again. But he came back even better. He just came back even better. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I, I too. I'm not arguing Adrian mm-hmm. Peterson. What if that's a great pick? And now number two, Walter Payton. Okay, then I know where your one's going. I know where you're going with number one. Then. Well. Walter Payton is number two. That's it. He's not number one. He's not number three. He's number two. He's the first loser, you know, because <laughs> he's number two. He's not number first one. First place loser. That's what yeah. I always say. First place loser yeah. is second place. 
And now, honorable mention is Jim Brown. I know I didn't put him in my top 10. I really don't care because I don't think Jim Brown, like, because I never seen him play. So I can't really comment on someone I never really seen play. Even highlights, you know, because I feel like he was the best one on the field all the time. It's like when you look at, like, Bill Russell on the Celtics, like, back in that time, who really was competing with him? Like, the guy won 11 championships. He was playing against Plumbers and Wilt Chamberlain. Exactly. So, that's why Jim Brown is not on the top 10 list. And no, I will not replace him. I would not put him in over Frank Gore or Marshawn Lynch or Jerome Bennis. I'm sorry. You can't change my mind. This is my list. I don't care what you think because your opinion doesn't matter to me. That was a little aggressive. That's just me. That's just <laughs> Man, me. He, don't come at David's opinions. He He's ready to throw down over here. Because it's my list, you know? You can have your list. You can do whatever you want, you know? I respect it, but don't come at me trying to change my mind to change my list. And number one is, hands down, nobody can compare. It is Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders is the most dominant running back of all time. Nobody can beat him. Nobody can take him out. It's just, it's untouchable. Like, the fact that we were looking at lists, like, earlier today, because we were just curious on what people think. If you have Barry Sanders at seven on your list, you don't know football. You, like, don't understand what running backs need to do. You don't understand what they should be doing, because Barry Sanders is easily, without a doubt, number one. Like, he should, he is top three and he's not three or two he's one he's the best running back to ever play the game you can't change my mind top two not two baby exactly like undoubtedly he's the best running back in the game i mean yeah we have him in the same spot so i agree obviously um there you go we did it we might later as the podcast goes on in the year a few years we might revise those takes in case some running backs retire maybe we'll add them definitely going to have a, another top 10 list for running backs at some point but maybe next week or a couple weeks from now we might do quarterbacks wide receivers tight ends we're not going to do offensive linemen i don't even think i could name 10 different offensive linemen best offensive lineman zach, joe thomas uh zach thomas no zach thomas i'm a stupid idiot zach thomas is it's joe thomas one thing zach thomas was the uh he's a defensive player yeah who's just got into the hall of fame yeah. as he should have been it's joe, joe thomas. thomas is the I always get confused when everyone people have the same last name. Yeah. I'm like such an idiot and like that. I always like I'm thinking of the guy that I'm thinking of Joe Thomas, but think his name's Zach. Like I'll do um I'll call him there's a guy on ninety eight five the sports hub named Matt McCarthy, and I'll always call him Mike McCarthy. And I'll be thinking of the different guy. And I'll call Mike McCarthy Matt McCarthy. Like I do it all the time. When people have name and it's Joe, Zach, one syllable names, like it just gets me. I think I have like brain dyslexia or something. Like my brain just doesn't. It's like dumb. Like I always call like I. Uh, oh, what else do I do? I've just I say names wrong. Like not a lot, but every once in a while I'll say names wrong, or I'll get like I'll be thinking of a guy and think his name's something else. So that's just it's just a thing with me. So I apologize in advance if that happens too much. Like it just did. Joe Thomas is the best offensive lineman of all time. Logan Mankins is up there. We're not gonna talk about offensive lineman for the last five minutes of the show. But we're going to move on to our last segment, um, which is our lock and our upset, and then we're going to pick a couple of games after that. Um, so last week, both my teams won. The Packers won. 
I don't remember who my lock was, but my lock won. I had it, and I don't remember, but I know that they won. I think my you lock got was... lucky with the Packers, down seventeen nothing, entering the fourth, and they won. They did win. Jordan Love. They did win. Uh, I don't remember who my lock was. Do you remember who my lock was? I had it before that we started today, and then I would, we've been recording for fifty minutes, and I don't remember. Um, I'll listen back to it. Uh, I listen back to it, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure that they did win because I did check uh, before we did the pod and mark it down. So both my teams won. I'm three and one on the year. David went. I'm two and two. He went one and one last week because um, the Patriots won. Like I said, I hope people like bet on that because you know yeah, that was, it was a, for sure a lock. Yeah. And then my commanders, you know. Dude, they- <laughs> two weeks in a row, someone on TD Podcast bet the Bills to get upset. Or not bet, but picked the Bills to get upset. And the Bills completely rolled the team that we picked to upset them. So I picked Bills over. I picked Raiders over Bills week two. Bills won by like 21 points. And they won by more So <laughs> this week. I'm staying away from the Bills. Oh, my, my lock was Bills commanders. That's what it was, yeah. Because I remember, I was like, I'm gonna go the opposite. Because I remember you said my upsets actually commanders over Bills. Yeah. I remember that my lock was Bills. Um, I'm going again. I'm never picking a Bills game again because that they're such an unpredictable team. But I say that, <laughs> I say that I'm never going against the Bills again. And on here, on here, I'll I'll tell you in a sec. We'll go over that in a second. I have some controversial picks with me today. Well, first of all, the lock is easy. My lock is San Francisco over Arizona. And I know that's a lame one because it's easy, but I need to get an easy one out of the way. Yeah. Um, I'm going San Francisco over Arizona. Arizona's not upsetting another good team. Even though the Cowboys aren't a good team, they suck. Um, Arizona's not upsetting another team like that, and uh, San Francisco's just too good. They're 14-point favorites. I like San Francisco winning by over 14 points. <laughs> I just <laughs> think they're going to go off. Um, so that's my lock this week. My lock this week, I'm going to go the Vikings over Carolina. The Vikings are not going to go 0-4. Like, Kirk Cousins got to definitely get a win some way, you know? like If they go 0-4, they should trade Kirk Cousins. If they go 0-4, I don't think I have any right to pick a lock anymore through the whole rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, your locks have won so far, but that's true. Dude, if I lose my lock... That's damn. We gotta talk about some Josh Dobbs, you that's know. Crazy, yeah, Joshua Dobbs, man. We'll see if we if they if the Arizona wins again. I'll I'll Josh Dobbs should be the starter all year. But um, okay. Well, with that, let's get to our upset. So I have San Francisco over Arizona. David has Vikings over Carolina for his lock. My upset's New England over Dallas. That is interesting because going back to the first podcast, I remember. You saying that the Patriots will go one and three, and right now you're one and two. I said that, and if it happens, that but that take still stands. Yeah, my prediction for that still stands. However, that was made pre Cowboys losing Trevon Diggs and losing to the Cardinals. We'll just that see. also being said, the Patriots don't look great. Oh, I just feel like they always get one like that. They always get a game they shouldn't win, and they always lose a game they should win. So. They should have beat the Dolphins. And the car, uh, Eagles. 
You should have beat both of those teams. I don't even want to talk about it. But they're, they, they're, I, that's my upset. That's my upset. I'm expecting to go one and one this week. <laughs> but that's my upset pick. I gotta be, gotta be bold. They are six point under, six and a half point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys at Dallas. I'm definitely losing that pick. But if I win, I look like a genius. Yeah. So you know, let's go big or go home. My upset of the week is the Titans over the Bengals. The Bengals did not look good against the Rams, and the Titans got blown out by the Browns 27-3. to There is no way the Tennessee Titans go home and lose. No, absolutely no way. It's like, that's an upset. And watch out for the Commanders, too, because I know the Eagles are favored by, I believe it's 8.5 now, but the Eagles haven't looked dominant like they did last year. They have not looked dominant at all. Like Jalen Hurts looks like he took a step back. It's like really losing that offensive coordinator looks like it's really hurting him because he's turning the ball over a lot more than he did last year. So I wouldn't be surprised if the commanders cover the eight and a half point spread. I'm not saying the commanders are going to win. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if they cover. But my upset of the week is the Titans over the Bengals. Yeah, um, you're really riding high on the Bengals being not great right now. Even though I had them tied with the Steelers for the division. But if Burrow is hurt, you know, really can't. Yeah, here's my prediction. Bengals bounce back next week and look like the Bengals we know they are. Joe Burrow, four touchdowns, two to Jamar Chase, two to T. Higgins. Joe Mixon, one touchdown on the ground. Uh, all right, I don't. I don't know if they're gonna go Miami Dolphins on them next week. <laughs> That's only thirty-five points. That's only thirty-five points. It's not seventy, but okay. Well, with that being said, let's just quickly go over. We're at an hour, so let's quickly go over the the last of the last of the few games that look interesting, and then we'll call it a we'll call it an episode here. So Buffalo, Miami, Buffalo, Miami. Buffalo's gonna upset them. Miami, even well, though Buffalo's favorite. Buffalo's favorite. So. Well. <laughs> Miami, Buffalo's two and a half point favorites. Miami's winning that game. Okay, that cool. Philadelphia, Washington. I think uh, Philly's gonna win. Eight point favorites, Philly. I picked Philly. I have Washington circled, but I changed my mind. <laughs> Ravens, Cleveland. Cleveland is favored by three. Ravens gonna win that game. I have the Ravens as well. Um, Cleveland don't show me much. All right, Cincinnati, Tennessee. We know David's pick. I'm uh, Cincinnati on that one. San Francisco, Arizona. Do we even need to pick this one? No, it's San Fran easy. Dallas, New England. Me, New England. I'm going to say Dallas only because they're playing in Dallas. Yeah, it's a tough game to win, but I'm still sticking with it. Seattle versus the G-Men. See, it's like, oh, man, they kind of both are terrible. But I'm going to go the Giants just because they're home. Give me Geno Smith, baby. Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Right, Steelers, Houston. Steelers. Steelers are favored by three. I'm picking the Steelers, but Houston looks good for, yeah. for Houston. Mm. CJ Stroud's going to throw his first ever career interception against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be to Minka Fitzpatrick, or is he still hurt? Minka's out there. He's been playing. He played last week. Okay, I didn't, I didn't remember. Yeah. Coughing up blood, don't matter. He's still out there. <laughs> His appendix got to get taken out. It don't matter. He's still out there. Good for him. Good for him. All right, Chargers, Raiders. 
Chargers are five and a half point favorites. I see. You would think the Chargers, right? But if their head coach is garbage, which he is, and like going up against Josh McDaniels, who also is a garbage head coach. Garbage. But they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, so I'm going to say the Chargers. Chargers. Chargers are riding high off that win, so Chargers. And the last game is Minnesota-Carolina. Vikings. Vikings. All right, cool. Well, that is it, I think, for this episode of the TD Podcast. Um, I'm expecting some hate for your Frank Gore take. I don't know why. I just am expecting some violence to be thrown your way. Uh, I'll leave Jim take Brown it. out of it. But I'll take it. I'm here for hot takes. You know, that's all. That's what this is about. Sports predictions and podcasts. It's supposed to be fun. It's boring if you hear everybody say the same people. Yeah, you got to be different. You know. So, you know, it's like, I like it. I'm here for it. So, with that, I think we're gonna wrap up. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, that's it for the NFL. You know, you know, and the NBA has been moving a lot. NBA. Oh yeah, let's briefly discuss Damian Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. That is crazy. Out like, of nowhere. I never, I never, because. All the talk was Miami, and then there was a couple of reports. It was like the Raptors, and all, and all of a sudden it's the Bucks. The Bucks like, snuck in there last minute. Did a three-team deal with the Suns and the Blazers. So the Blazers get DeAndre Ayton, Grayson Allen, and picks. They didn't get Grayson Allen. Oh, you got Grayson Allen. Yeah. Thunder got DeAndre Ayton. I mean the Thunder. Jeez, <laughs> see, I did it again. The Thunder, the, Bla- the Blazers got DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday. That's who they got. DeAndre Ayton, Drew Holiday, and they got um, and they got picks. And they um, what's his face? They got um, Cameron, camera. Oh, that guy, Camara, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah. I have no idea. I the didn't rookie. know who that was. Um, I I watched the NBA draft, but I, that's like a that was had to have been a second round pick. No, it was the Suns he, first. He was the Suns first round pick, yeah. bro. I don't even know who that guy is. I'm just gonna be for real with you. I know Osar Thompson, Amin Thompson, mm-hmm. Scoot. Like I know the big guys. Yeah. It's just like when it gets to the end of the first round, it's on so late. I don't even watch it. And like I love college basketball, but it's like impossible for me to remember everybody. Yeah. Um, Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, who I wanted. It was crazy because like I'm a Suns fan, so I was talking about this the other day to somebody. I was like, you know, if the Suns just had a good defensive center like Nurkic or something like that, we would be golden because we already got the scoring covered. And I've been a Suns fan for a long time because like. I watched like college basketball and like my favorite college team is Kentucky. Me too. So um, I was a big Devin Booker fan. So, so I really never watched the NBA like that. So I'm like, wherever Devin Booker goes, I'm going to be a, a fan of them. So he went to the Suns. So yeah. I became a Suns fan. That's fair. I'm a big Kentucky fan too. Fire, uh, fire Calipari, please. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Over, overrated. I think he's the most overrated college coach. He only has one championship in however many years. I know it's hard to win a college basketball championship, but I'm just saying. He's a great coach, probably one of the best, but still also he can be he can be one of the best and be overrated or underachieving. Um Sean Payton. Yeah, exactly. Um and then obviously the Bucks get Damian Lillard, which the Suns needed Nurkic is a better fit for the Suns than Aiden was. I don't think Aiden's a bum, but you think Aiden's a bum. So uh, he, he's soft, dude. That guy is like a tissue. He, he is, is soft. So he's perfect bad. for Portland. He's perfect he, for Portland. He's so bad. But my prediction is it's not going to work out for the Bucks. For the Bucks, something I, like that always happened. Brooklyn Nets, the big Philadelphia three. 76ers, the Suns last year, the Lakers. Well, even even as a Suns fan, I was not. 
I, I didn't like trading away Bridges or Cam Johnson. I didn't like that at all because I was actually, I'm a big Bridges and Cam Johnson guy, you know, Cam money from three, you know, like I don't miss, but yeah. it's like to get Kevin Durant. I get it. It's Kevin Durant. He's a superstar. He's probably one of the greatest scorers of all time, if not, but I still think Larry Bird's better than Kevin Durant. I said it, Larry Bird. Oh, Larry Bird gets no respect. Larry Bird is taking Kevin Durant to school. Even with the left hand, too. Oh, dude, Larry Bird, he's, he's so good. But but to get back on that, it's like, I get it. We got to win now, and our owner knows that. Our new owner is great. He knows we have to win now. So if we can win a championship like this year or next year, you know, it's it's all good. It's all cool. And then... All that would be that, but... I have two predictions. Well, I said to you in text, over text form, that nobody's touching the Bucks. And if, if Lillard's healthy and they're all playing at their best, nobody's touching the Bucks. My problem is, it just doesn't... Usually it doesn't work out. The Clippers didn't work out with Kawhi, Paul George so far. The Thunder with Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, that didn't work out. The Suns last year, the Nets didn't work out. The Mavericks last year didn't work out. And uh, the Lakers haven't worked out. The Sixers with Harden and Embiid didn't work out. The Celtics with Tatum and Brown haven't won. Like, that's not a trade, so that one's a little different. That team, just my team, the Celtics, just has no, they just have no balls. They can't dig deep when they need to. They can't win in Game 7s <laughs> at, at all. At home after a fantastic Game 6 comeback. But I just, I just, I just, history tells me it's not going to work. Yeah. They have no defense. I, I just honestly think the Bucks only traded for Damian Lillard so Giannis could re-sign because Giannis was saying how he's going to walk. And, like, Giannis actually said, Giannis actually said he wants to play for the Knicks. Out of all NBA teams, he wanted to play for the Knicks. Well, I just wish people were loyal nowadays. Tim Duncan played for the Spurs for 20 yeah. years and never said anything. That's probably because they were winning, but Tim Duncan's a big part of the reason why they the were winning. Spurs. They're not even, like... Like, the Spurs, like, is boring. You know what I mean? Like, they're old-school basketball. Yeah, that's perfect for Tim Duncan. Yeah, that's perfect for him. My favorite basketball player of all time. It was like Damian Lewis for the longest time. He's like, I think he's past his prime. Stayed loyal to Portland for so long. Like, now he's moving. For what? Like, it's too late. I think it's too late. We'll see. If he wins, it's not too late. So, we'll see. He's not going to win. He's not going to win. Well... Maybe we can save that take for next episode, but I hope you enjoyed that little basketball segment. We went a little bit over. We went 10 minutes over. I mean, we've, we've done long episodes before, but we just needed to address that trade. Yeah. So, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to TD Podcast. If you like what you hear, let us know. We will see you next week. See you later. See ya.